we think of creators as basically startups on Rails, right? They have built-in distribution, built-in monetization, and a lot of the same success factors that you see with kind of venture capital investing in startups, you're also seeing on the creator side as well. So that the traits you're looking for in a founder, dedication, drive, hard work, all those things matter. The ability to identify and maintain an audience. There's also just kind of a relatability to the content, right? Like you might feel stronger about a content. If you really appreciate watching a content and it's something that you like to watch, odds are there's a lot of other people who are out there and the algorithms have gotten so good that if you're interested in the content, YouTube will figure out how to serve it to you. Well, I'm excited to welcome into the show Brendan Alper and Lucas Runte of Everbloom. How are you fellas doing today? Doing great, doing great. Great, great to be here, Matt. Well, I am definitely looking forward to digging in on a topic that I think, you know, it's um it's so big, it's hard to ignore nowadays, right? Especially if you're of the younger generation. You know, when you think of most people who talked about what they wanted to do with their career and how to build wealth and unlock freedom. It was a different conversation maybe 10 or 15 years ago. And now you talk to most people and one of the top answers is YouTuber, social media influencer, creator. Um, and the world of actually making that happen is becoming a lot easier. And I know this is the realm that you fellas play in. So for those that are looking to either build wealth as a creator or to create a career as a creator or as an influencer, you guys have two of the best experts on the show today that we're going to unpack exactly how you can do that. But maybe for those that don't know who you guys are, how Everbloom came about, what Everbloom is, give us a, a quick little back, uh, backstory. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll start. Uh, I'm Brendan Alper, co-founder of Everbloom with Lucas. Uh, we started Everbloom as a platform to help creators uh, get investment. Basically, we connect investors with creators to help fund their careers and also grow. Um, we started the company in Stockholm, now based in Amsterdam, but I'll let Lucas introduce himself before I get into more details there. Yeah, my name is Lukas. Uh, I'm the other co-founder of Everbloom. Uh, originally from Germany, started my career more in the space of e-commerce, where I was working with creators, helping them to kind of launch products. And then, yeah, met Brandon in, uh, in the Venture Studio in Stockholm, and we kind of hit it off like with the uh, with the big idea of yeah connecting creators to capital markets. And yeah, it's been a it's been a very uh, exciting journey so far to, to kind of help help these uh, super talented creators follow their passion, which we are very excited about. That's awesome. Well, I know we'll talk a little bit more about specifically Everbloom, the space, where it's going, what's hot, all of that kind of stuff right now. I'm curious, how, how did you two link up? And for a lot of people, right? Partnerships are a great way of creating leverage and exponential growth. And sometimes they create, you know, a lot of turmoil and, and uh, stress for people. How did you guys identify, you know, the, the partnership being a great fit, a win-win? And how did you guys kind of take those next steps in creating Everbloom? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the reason why we stopped, started in Stockholm was uh, my investors, uh, the founders of King, we're starting this startup studio out there with a focus on the creator economy and digital products. Um, they had invested in my previous startup, which was a dating app called Hater that went viral. Uh, so I really came from kind of marketing 
and consumer application background. We had, you know, scaled significantly. We got venture funding. We were on Shark Tank, all of this kind of crazy viral marketing. Um, whereas Lucas really was an expert at working with creators, building out their monetization. Uh, and so this kind of combination of being able to help creators monetize, but then also help them grow, which is another big piece of our business, just naturally fit together in terms of our complementary skill sets. Yeah, it's been a, a very insightful journey so far. I mean, uh, Brennan uh, is is quite experienced when it comes to building these types of products and with the whole financing side, which has become a, a very yeah fundamental part of our business. Also, as we have moved more towards uh, helping creators to to yeah to get the uh, access to capital that's needed. Love it. So. For those that don't know what Everbloom is, what your guys' mission is, where you guys are at right now, get us up to speed. Yeah, so Everbloom is the platform that allows anyone to invest in creators. Um, Basically, what we do is we identify creators with high growth potential. We underrate a deal with them. We fractionalize that deal and then offer it up for sale for anyone to be able to participate in the creator economy, even if they're not a creator themselves. Um, you know, we encourage everybody to try to be a creator. I think what you were saying about it being the path to financial freedom and independence is really true. Um, but it's not, you know, it's not cut out for everyone. Not everyone is good in front of the camera or in front of the microphone. Uh, and so basically Everbloom allows people to participate in this exploding industry without necessarily having to do it themselves. Yes, to add on top of this, um, I mean, we saw that there were a few companies who were very successfully investing into the top 1% of creators, but there was really a need for kind of the long tail of creators to also get this access to, to capital, to funding, to, yeah, for example, make their first hire and kind of build into that inflection point of growth that they are sometimes seeing on, on, on the platforms. Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like building a bigger pipeline with real customers customers, leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this Deep Sales, and LinkedIn has built the first Deep Sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com forward slash mindcast that's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60-day free trial let linkedin sales navigator help you sell like a superstar today just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started that's awesome it's it's very interesting to me how, you know, what was more of just, uh, 
hey, I'm going to get into creating content and then people kind of get in some organic growth and now has really turned into a very purposeful, strategic business model investment space. In terms of you guys having exposure to some of the top 1% creators in the world, what are some of the best success stories, maybe traits, you know, strategies that you see these individuals, you know, deploying into their brand, into their business model? Yeah, it really is uh, its own kind of startup infrastructure now. Like there's so many different elements to be successful. There's the niche that you choose. There's the support that you get. There's how you execute. Um, but really one of the biggest things that we've identified in terms of really unlocking that growth is the ability to outsource. I think there's a lot of creators out there, even if they're making money, think that they can kind of do everything themselves. Uh, that's how they start creatively. They feel like it's their baby. Um, but the real inflection point comes when they're able to let up, let go of pieces of the job, you know, editing, writing some of the more, it is creative work, but also, uh, allowing other people to take that on lets you unlock your real creativity. And I think that is the point where we see the most opportunity. Um, and it's also the point where we see the most unlock of value when creators are able to do that. Yes, on top of that, we always encourage creators also to to try out the new features on the platforms. So now with the rise of short form, I think we have seen over and over again that whenever you... Whenever there is a new a new thing that's coming up on the market, you should you know use that that new feature and like really build into that. So I think that's just something that uh, a lot of creators sometimes overlook and like are a little bit uh, yeah like having struggles at first. But um, yeah, I think the ones that are really successful are, are very adaptable, just like in business. That's awesome. Now. A lot of people probably, let's say, as an investor perspective, might go, well, how do I identify who might be a good investment or maybe a good horse to bet on, right? That has lots of potential, lots of upside. You know, you're betting essentially on, on a human being and obviously their, you know, ability to execute on a business model to strategically grow over an extended period of time. Break down kind of the investment strategy and or thesis or approach that you see some of the successful individuals on your platform kind of employing as they go forward down this, this path? Yeah, we, we think of creators as basically startups on rails, right? They have built-in distribution, built-in monetization, and a lot of the same success factors that you see with kind of venture capital investing in startups, you're also seeing on the creator side as well. So that the traits you're looking for in a founder, dedication, drive, hard work, all those things matter. The ability to uh, identify and maintain an audience. Um, there's also just uh, kind of a relatability to the content, right? Like you might feel stronger about a content. If you really appreciate watching a content and it's something that you like to watch, odds are there's a lot of other people who are out there and the algorithms have gotten so good that if you're interested in the content, YouTube will figure out how to serve it to you. And so really, it is kind of the more conventional methods in terms of what you're looking for qualitative traits from a founder. There's the quantitative also, like what's been the growth over the past year or two years in terms of how many views and subscribers this creator has uh, managed to accumulate. And then there's the, you know, je ne sais quoi in terms of like, does this content resonate with me? And do I believe that this person could be uh, the next Mr. Beast or whatever scale you, you're looking for? Yeah, on a practical level, how this works at Everbloom is that we are crawling basically social media platforms 
um, and looking for the ones that are outliers within their categories uh, in order to develop the thesis around them in the first place, reach out and like really onboard them with strong conviction uh, from, from, from the early days. Amazing. Now, what are some of the, I guess, if, if an investor were to go on your platform and say, hey, I've got some capital and I'm interested in seeing how as an alternative, maybe investment or asset class, this could get me a, a good return. What do some of the mechanics of the investment look like, returns, You know, some of the rules of thumb that you guys are seeing on your platform from an investment perspective? Yeah, we think it's a really exciting new asset class. Basically, the way that we've set up most creator contracts is that um, you're making the investment and then receiving a fixed percentage of their earnings for a set period of time. Um, so really, it looks a lot like passive income, um, but you're getting some also potential outsized returns from betting on the right creators. Uh, so every quarter, we're paying out um, to the investors from basically whatever percentage that they've purchased from the creator. And so some of the contracts might last for three years, some of them might last for five years, some of them might last for six months. There's different creators depending on which risk profile you're kind of aiming for as well. We have more of the steady growth creators who are making a certain amount every month and you just kind of make kind of like a, a solid return. But, but then we have some like younger creators who have shown huge potential um, that are maybe higher risk, higher reward as a result. Yes, in addition to that, we are also working on the back end with the creators on optimizing their channels. So once we are investing in that creator and launching them on our platform, we are also working with them uh, very operationally for example, bringing in experts like Mr. Beast Retention Director Mario, who's a great, great coach, who can really deliver new insights in their channels on how they can yeah, squeeze a few more views, open up a whole new market uh, out, of their, out of their channel, which is yeah, just always super encouraging to watch from the sidelines and like learn on our own. Uh, so, yeah. That's cool. Now, in terms of like percentages, is there a range... Like is somebody going through profiles and saying, hey, this one's going to potentially spit out a you know 6% annualized return. This one's going to be a potential 12%. Or how do you guys kind of break down the economics of the investment? Yeah, we, we do our own proje internal projections on every deal. And that's based on the individual creator's past performance, as well as kind of like the more sector-wide um, benchmarks in terms of, you know, this is a category... Uh, this is how well the category tends to do, and this is how well the creators within the size range in this category tend to do. Uh, we target 15% returns across our entire portfolio. But again, certain creators have higher risk and higher reward. Uh, we, we encourage individuals to make that assessment on their own, but we also provide different numbers and statistics to help people draw their own conclusions. I love it. Now, in terms of maybe shifting gears over to the creator side, people that are going, hey, I, I want someone to invest in me, invest in my, my platform, my brand, my future. Maybe we could talk a little bit about how people can approach going about creating a successful career as a creator. And I know, obviously, you know, Lucas, you just came from VidCon. So there's some good, fresh, up-to-date information on where the industry's at, where it's going, what's hot, what's exciting. I want to first, before we talk about um, maybe some of the, the the trends and where things are going, maybe a little bit more tactical and strategy, 
in terms of the creators you're seeing out there who have the most success, I know some people might assume that you have to be a Mr. Beast, an entertaining style, you know, creator versus those that maybe feel are more educators and individuals that are more talking head style. Can you talk a little bit more about the mechanics of certain channels? Can certain, you know, approaches be successful? Some people might feel that, you know, they don't have that entertainment factor. Can you speak to that a little bit on how, you know, success might apply differently or, you know, the same to different styles of the creator and influencer approach? Yeah, absolutely. I I think it's really important to find that niche that you can work. And scientifically, per the numbers, there's certain niches that just pay a lot more than others. Um, And there's public data on this as well. You know, obviously, you want to do something that you're passionate about and interested in. uh, But it's not all about entertainment. And in fact, entertainment has really high competition. So often that's a hard place to get started. You know, cars, for example, pays incredibly well. You you think you have to remember that for YouTube specifically, YouTube is paying you 55% of the amount of the ads that of the ad revenue that they're getting, right? So if you have all of these big car companies advertising on YouTube, Tesla, Toyota, whoever, you're getting 55% of that check. Um, and so you think about who has the big bucks, finance, for example. Finance is one of the best paying niches that there is. And surprisingly, there is competition, but you know, th- there's also a lot of opportunity there. And if you can find those niches that pay really well, that you can also um, create unique educational content, entertaining content, whatever it is, uh, that can go a long way on YouTube. Yeah, to add on top there, I think on the scientific side, we have also seen that the yeah, really the videos that are driven by search are generating uh, a lot of revenue over longer periods of time. So we call it the evergreenness of videos. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, YouTube is just very much a, a search engine for many people who are looking things up. So when you're talking about educational videos that's something that's uh, working very well in that regard but at the end like where Brennan also started it's important to think about the passion that you are having and like communicate something with integrity authentically to an audience like really build in a yeah a trusted following that 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 yeah follows you because you have a unique ability to talk about something and yeah, that's really driving at the end, the long-term value numbers will come once, you know, the passion is there. Brandon, you talked a little bit about virality, right? I think there's that, you know, that organic, slow, steady, consistent approach. And then there's also maybe some, some science behind creating viral type of content. You've obviously had some success in that space. What is kind of the formula for virality in your opinion? You know, I think the key, now that so many people are looking at this equation, there used to be some hacks and things that would work well, and there still are, of course, but generally everything is about um, being contemporary, being in the now, being on the latest trends, right? Mm. Uh, Brands are a great example of this as well. Everybody is hopping on TikTok trends as fast as they can because it's, you know, it's selling everything from hamburgers to furniture. And if you can capitalize off what is happening right now, you know, on Twitter, anything related to AI, for example, is just blowing up. Um, 
you know, obviously people were talking about what was happening in in politics and in, in Russia and all of this and the submarine, you know, even if you can just find some tenuous link from whatever you're presenting on to those more recent events, I think that will automatically, that's what people are looking for in the moment. And so that's what the platforms are serving. And so if you're building content within that, um, you're going to get served to more people. Lucas, you came from VidCon recently, and I'm I'm curious to know, speaking of the now, what people are doing, obviously, you know, YouTube has kind of been the, you know, the king of the hill for, for quite some time. But as years have gone on, you know, different streaming platforms, new platforms popping up, what are, you know, what is the space that people should be looking at playing in? Is it all? Is it one? What are some of the most popular ones right now that you guys are seeing people have success on or maybe the ones that people are paying attention to and maybe moving over towards? Yes, uh, great question. I think generally YouTube is still the king of the hill. Uh, it's just like they're very, the most robust monetization for, for creators that is most predictable. But at the same time, I think the tools are getting better and better, uh, also including AI tooling to really syndicate content and be on every platform at the same time. And, you know, take, take your long form content, turn it into snippets and publish it on all platforms, as well as taking the long form content and publish on Facebook and Snapchat. And yeah, very much being everywhere. I think every creator should think about their multi-platform strategy nowadays in order to be uh, yeah, making the most out of their opportunities. But yeah, from, from VidCon, I think the, the general excitement was definitely around, like, in my opinion, the TikTok Creativity Fund, which just opened, which has been paying very well for some creators. Um, I think yeah, $1.80 RPMs were seen on like the 60-second videos. Which is quite quite decent for uh, quite decent money for some of the creators, but we need to see how how this plays out. Also, um, yeah, like Instagram is testing some ad sharing monetization in Japan. I think uh, ad sharing monetization is like very much on top of mind for all platforms to really compete with with YouTube, which is great to see because this is what creators need in order to, at the end, predictably pay their bills. Yeah, absolutely. What we've seen some some pretty big contracts on on Kick as of this last couple of weeks. Can you speak to that? Is there something there that people should be paying attention to, or is this, you know, maybe an anomaly? Well, what were your thoughts on that, and what was the kind of conversation around that platform? Yeah, that's uh, definitely also top of mind. I mean, uh, the take rate of Twitch is really very much the opportunity for Kick right now, and I think they have been trying to to come out strong and have been doing a great job but everyone is a little in the waiting mode to see how this place plays out obviously um competition is still quite low so for up and coming creators on on kick it's a great opportunity to build an audience to win an audience because uh yeah not too many not too many creators are on there just yet while there are more and more eyeballs getting onboarded so um it's an opportunity, but I think more senior creators are in a like a little bit waiting to to see how this plays out to also not yeah affect their brand in any in any bad way. Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of controversy around the the background of Kick coming from yeah Stake.com, uh, which is more on the gambling side. So yep, yeah, interesting. But, in terms of were, were there any 
trends that stood out to you that were more tactical or maybe more content oriented that creators might be thinking about or wanting to research more or lean into that might give them a little bit of a competitive advantage if they're looking to go into this path of, you know, being an influencer. Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Our sponsor today is Uplift Desk. Creators are the best office furniture designed to help you work better and live healthier. You can visit upliftdesk.com and use the code MINDCAST for 5% off your order. And if you sit all day long while you're at work and you've never tried a desk that can transition between sitting and standing, you got to. It'll be a complete game changer. My standing desk is by Uplift Desk. It's what I use every day to record the show, prepare the show, do all my office work. And I gotta say, the transition from sitting all day to standing while I work at various times throughout the day has really made a noticeable difference for me. When I'm standing, I notice I'm way more focused and productive. I'm way more alert. And I even have a little standing treadmill under my desk now, which allows me to get some extra steps in while still plugging away on calls and getting work done. Keeps the blood flowing throughout the day, which obviously can reduce all types of different health risks repetitive strain and I've noticed that my posture has drastically improved since switching to an uplift desk as well because I'm not hunched over the computer all day and while there's a lot of options out there for you to choose from the reason I chose uplift desk is because of the quality it doesn't wobble it's completely stable it's built to last you can definitely tell based on the materials they use and they are customizable too which is really cool they let you build your custom dream desk by choosing over a hundred desktop choices and hundreds of accessories that you can build into the desk for your own perfect workspace. And you can do that by using the really fun to use desk configurator. And once you have your desk all designed and picked out, you order it, they ship it the same day, you get free shipping. They do free returns with free return shipping if something goes wrong. And the best part is they have an industry leading 15 year warranty that covers the complete desk, which was a really big deal for me. It shows that they stand behind their product for at least 15 years. So to get yours, go to upliftdesk.com and use the code MINDCAST for 5% off your order. That's U-P-L-I-F-T desk.com to get 5% off your entire order with the promo code MINDCAST. Yes, I think a lot of the conversations of the creators were about, hey, I'm having so much content on short form, uh, like many views, but I can't really translate it into long form views. So uh, that's been just very top of mind. Like uh, everyone I've, I've been talking to on the creator side have been ex exchanging little hacks in terms of like, hey, how can I translate this? I think some of the more technical hacks I've, I've seen are, creating shorter long-form videos uh, in the beginning to make the transition a little easier. So people see, okay, this is just a two-minute long-form video that I need to watch. And like, you know, the transition is a little better, plus adding very strong CTAs at the end of the short-form videos in order to really translate that. Um, yeah, I think that's that's been definitely something. And then just generally, a lot of the creators getting more and more scientific around or how can I measure my performance? So it's great to see that YouTube just announced a A-B testing for thumbnails, which mm. I think a lot of creators have been looking forward. Anything you'd add to that, Brennan? Yeah, I mean, just to expand on it a little bit, we are seeing that it is true. It's hard to turn short-term, short-form rev revenue or sorry, short-form success into long-form success. Mm. And you know, if you're a creator that's just getting started off, 
I, I might advise that starting with long form and then being able to translate that to shorts is easier, right? It's easier to chop up a longer video into smaller digestible snippets. Um, but you can't really do that the other way around. You can't create a bunch of shorts and just edit them together and, and assume that it's going to be a cohesive story, right? Um, that combined with YouTube long form still being the king of monetization, I would say looking at you know YouTube, looking at podcasting, these longer form uh, platforms, even though the momentum is shifting a little bit towards short form, it's still king for monetization. I love that you brought up kind of the monetization topic, right? Because of course, when people get into this, I think there's the idea of influence and impact and networking and and community. But then, of course, people are going, how do how do I make a living out of this? How do I you know create freedom and unlock you know the the lifestyle that I want? How are creators making money, or how should maybe somebody coming into this space think about? different ways of making money and also the timeline for making money. Yeah. Again, like the, you know, I think the, the brand revenue, like there was this kind of golden age of all of this venture capital money pouring into these startups that were then passing that along to sponsored advertisements on Instagram and TikTok. And I think a lot of that has dried up lately, not to say that it would never come back, but it's made life a lot harder for these kind of short form more influencer type creators who are doing stuff on TikTok and relying on these brand deals to support themselves. And so again, the, the long form content is just much more consistent, even though there's fluctuations there for sure. Um, it, it allows you to get kind of like a, a, a ballpark amount of money that you know you're going to make every month and not have to be negotiating with brands in order to sustain that. Um, that being said, once you hit a certain size, it also unlocks a lot of other opportunities as well. Like if you have a, a following that is dedicated, you can think about launching your own products. Uh, you can think about paid versions of your services, like whether you're doing a, uh, you know, a paid newsletter or even kind of paid content on Patreon, uh, premium content on other places is, is an opportunity once you've kind of built up an audience. And even if you haven't, you know, if you have really high quality content that takes a lot of work, um, there are creators who start with that and still can see success by starting with paid. Um, but I think that if you're going to rely on brand revenue, there is a lot of money there, but you just have to be ready that there's going to be some significant fluctuations. Yeah. One to add on top of this, I think one observation I had from Bitcoin also is that a lot of creators have really this vision to create their own product, create their own brand that goes beyond just merch, which has been, you know, the usual first right. product that a lot of yep. creators have launched. So now they are seeing Prime by Logan Paul and KSI being launched, as well as like Feastables from Mr. Beast, and really see that as like the role model of, hey, this is how I can like later on monetize, and this is where I want to go, not only selling merch and because of that, a lot of creators are also trying to prioritize brands in the early days, like their own brands, and not try to like loot with like many brand deals from outside brands, uh, but rather you know fully focus on building their own brand, build a lot of equity, build a lot of trust, to then translate it into their own product sales. I love that you brought that up, right? Because I think a lot of people immediately go for the first low hanging fruit that just brings a little money in the door, but but talk about how that could potentially dilute your brand and you know that that could be something that hurts you more than helps you what have you guys seen some of the newer 
kind of you, that you believe after your underwriting, your research, these influencers have a lot of upside. What are you seeing them do? And, and what are some of the success stories on your platform, um, you know, kind of rolling out in their business strategy as they go and create content? Yeah, I mean, I think it's similar to kind of the conventional wisdom for startups where it's like first focus on growth and then focus on monetization. You know, I realize that I'm contradicting a little bit what I said before in terms of starting out the gate with monetization. But in general, what I mean by that is you don't want to sacrifice growth for monetization. Um, and if you ask your audience too much too early, then they might get turned off. And that includes, you know, your own products. It also includes brand deals, right? You know, they 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 say don't do many too many brand deals in a row because if your if your content is just ads, people are going to feel like they're watching cable TV, and so um, you have to kind of build that goodwill over time. And I think that our platform Everbloom helps creators do that as well. Like we are an alternative to brand deals where they can get money without having to uh, shill products that they might or may not care about in these more early stages, allow them to get that scale. And then later they can go ahead and monetize their audience for much more money. Now, as we kind of wrap things up, I know a lot of people are going to have a lot of questions or want to know more about Everbloom, whether you're an investor and you're listening to this, or maybe you're a creator and you want to know more about how to you know partner with your guys' platform. How, how do you guys decide who you feel is a fit for the platform. So maybe some of those creators can think about getting some of those dominoes lined up before they reach out to you guys. And also, of course, I want to make sure that those that are investors and want to explore what opportunities are on the platform, they know where to go. So maybe we can start with the creator side and you can let us know as an investor, you know, where we can check out more of the opportunities that Everbloom has to offer. Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors who are actively pursuing commercial real estate in 2024 and want to be held accountable to making sure they buy their first or their next commercial real estate investment property that will net them a minimum of $50,000 a year. This mastermind group will not only teach you how to do that, how to find, how to analyze, how to structure and buy these types of commercial real estate investment properties, but you'll also have an opportunity to be a part of an intimate group of high achievers that are going to take your network and your resources to a whole nother level. But here's the catch. Like I mentioned before, this is exclusive. We're only selecting 25 ambitious individuals for our founding members group who are serious and ready to take that next step in their commercial real estate investing journey. So if you are ready to increase your passive income by at least $50,000 in the next year with commercial real estate investing, then this is your moment. These spaces are gonna fill up fast and trust me, this is the one and only time to be a founding member, which comes with some pretty special benefits. So head over to myfirst50k.com and submit your application now. Again, that's myfirst50k.com. You can head over there, check out the program, see everything that it entails, submit your application to join, and I can't wait to connect with you soon. Yeah, absolutely. On the creator side, what we're looking for typically is that 
you have built up an audience, you know, we want you to be at least monetizing in some form that helps us to both project out the revenue so that we can come up with a valuation for the investors. Um, but also I think that that, that is the point where we can be the most helpful, right? Like this, this capital that we would be investing in you is meant to kind of help scale operations. I think there's an even earlier stage where you're still trying to figure out what's my, you know, what's my platform, what's my niche that we can be less helpful on. But once you've reached the stage where it's like, look, okay, this is working. I've got an audience. I'm making some money, but I'm doing everything myself. I need some help to kind of get to that next phase. Um, that's when we really come in and that can be, you know, for YouTube specifically, it can be anywhere from 50 K subscribers to 2 million or even larger. Um, that tends to be our sweet spot, but by no means does it exclude everybody else. We will still kind of like take a look at any creator who, you know, comes knocking on our door, especially if they have some sort of creative some sort of other competitive advantage, like maybe they've built up a really big following on TikTok, or maybe they're a professional athlete and they just kind of have a leg up, even if they're not necessarily at 50K or 100K subscribers or making that much money. Um, but yeah, certainly if you're interested, uh, let us know. You can go on to uh, our website. We have a section for creators specifically where you can reach out to us and uh, we can get you some early proposals if you qualify. Yeah, and then on the investor side, uh, the website is very much also the point where you can get more information, learn more about why investing in creators, like what do the numbers say, and you see a selection of uh, of our creators that have launched so far. Some are sold out already, some are still available, but the best the best way to stay in the loop is definitely signing up to the newsletter, uh, where you will always get notified in the first place whenever there's a new creator launching on the platform and but you also see you know how are the creators doing that have been that have been uh, in the portfolio so far so we'll wrap it up on this question who are your guys's favorite creators and why i'm a little bit biased but i've become very much a fan of all the creators that we've invested in we've got this one guy uh rick first who recreates famous YouTube videos by Mr. Beast and other big creators in Legos, kind of like the Lego movie. And it's oh, nice. Staking. It's it's insane what he does. He also writes these crazy scripts about them traveling to other worlds and just so impressive what he's doing. Um, but it, you know, it, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of capital, but this is really something that could be in theaters and it's just one guy on YouTube. So it's, a, it's pretty amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, I can only echo that. I guess uh, our creators are definitely... Oh, favorites, my favorites too. I think one creator, especially I'm excited about Jay Palfrey, who is a travel YouTuber. He's traveling to the Middle Eastern. I like really giving unique insights into how people are, um, yeah, like living there, giving insights into the cultures, into the religion and like, yeah, showing uh, unique perspectives on uh, things that you usually don't see when you when you go there traveling or when you watch tv so he's uh, putting in an extra effort to for his audience to yeah deliver those those perspectives i love that there's so many different ways to make money online now and to live your life impact people along the way and i love what you guys are doing and how you're creating this opportunity for others to participate in it whether they want to be a creator or not We'll be sure to link up all of the resources and everything for you guys to check out 
on Brennan and Lucas's episode at millionermindcast.com. Gents, thanks for coming on the show today. I appreciate you guys. Thanks Thanks for having us. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview. And if you did, all I ask is that you take two minutes and leave a review in iTunes, where by doing so, you're also gonna get entered in to win a $100 gift card. Don't forget to share this episode out with somebody else that may need to hear it or may get some value from what was talked about in today's interview. And for those of you who are really looking to accelerate your wealth building journey, you want to unlock more financial freedom, you want to get more time back, or maybe you just want to level up your life, your business, your finances, be sure to head over to millionairemindcast.com and check out all the amazing products and resources that we have for our Millionaire Mindcast family, whether that's one-on-one coaching with me, mastermind events, downloads and checklists, the Rich Life Planner for those of you looking to take your goal setting and productivity to the next level. We've got all kinds of great, valuable tools, so be sure to check those out at millionairemindcast.com. And last but not least, if you're not on my weekly text letter and you want to be the first to know of exclusive updates and offers in addition to behind-the-scenes access to a lot of the stuff that I'm doing, that I'm investing in, be sure to join by texting the word NOTES to 844-447-1555. With that being said, thanks for listening today. Until next time, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your march to a million and beyond. Cheers, my friends. Cheers.